Hello and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health. And today we're joined by Julie Robinson, the CEO and founder of Menno Health. Today's topic is going to be specifically around the menopause and what we can do as leading organizations to make sure we have the right environment and the right culture to support people at that stage of their life. We'll also be discussing what we can do to be able to prepare and if we're going through the menopause at the moment, what we can do to have the best experience possible going forwards. I've learned a huge amount on today's session. I can't wait to share it with you. Welcome to the podcast, Julie. Hello, Julie. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? Really well today. The sun's shining in Sheffield. So uh, yeah, that's one thing to to bring a smile to my face. And the second thing is, of course, speaking to yourself as well. And we're going to talk all things workplace health and the menopause specifically on today's session. So can you just talk through just the change that's happened across the last five or 10 years um, when it comes to menopause and especially in the workplace, the awareness that's been raised? Oh, there's been such a huge change. Um, I think really in this last five years, particularly, we've seen a massive change. And it's gone from a subject that was never spoken about, very taboo, um, everyone suffering in silence, uh, to almost the opposite, that we're opening up newspapers, magazines, seeing on BBC Breakfast, on the sofa with loose women, Lorraine, you name it. And it's wonderful because we want people to talk about menopause. And at least now people aren't thinking you've got to just put up with it and suffer in silence. And that's amazing to hear, first of all. And we've seen the change with mental health and the menopause seems to be, and rightly so, accelerating in terms of the well-being agenda within the workplace. Can you talk a little bit more around what workplaces can do, and especially the, the CEOs and the HR leaders that are on today's session, what they can do to build more, uh, more healthy workplaces when it comes to this topic? Well, that's where we're really focusing now, because although it's wonderful that every individual feels a little bit more able to talk about it, we want this to be able to also run into the workplace environment, because there are still some companies that are not doing what they can, um, some that are feeling that perhaps just having a policy and putting it in the filing cabinet is going to do the trick, and it won't. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we found by running, well, hundreds of sessions for tens of thousands of people in many different organisations is it all comes down to creating a culture where you feel able and safe to speak about something that's affecting you. And menopause is no different. What's really shocking is that 47% of women take time off work for a menopause-related symptom but don't say the reason why. And so there is still this little element here sitting, even though it's on the television now, people are a bit scared. What about if they think I'm not at the top of my game, I'm just going to pretend it's something mm. else. And I think that has to change hugely as well, because, well, th th to be honest, um, it's menopause women that are the fastest growing demographic in the workplace. So we have to have something mm -hmm. that is there to support them. So in terms of, well, the best advice we've been told by the people that matter, the ones that this is happening to, is they need this constant sense of community and conversation. So it is great to have 
workplace adjustments, absolutely vital. It is great to have guidance and guidelines and for people to know where to go for help and support, what they can ask for in their workplace that is going to be feasible and really helpful. It could be flexible working hours. It could be the desk fan. It could be the change of uniform. It could be where you sit and access to open windows and toilets. But it's actually also about having someone to talk to who you trust and can speak either in confidence or in a group where you know that you're not going mad, that there isn't something wrong with you. And actually learn from each other. There's always something out there to help you. You just need to find out what it is. I think that's such a strong message, first of all, and I can imagine the amount of people that are rewinding just to listen to all of those list of things that you've mentioned that you can do around the reasonable adjustments, first of all, and we can see those analytics on Spotify, so that'll be interesting. Um, but in terms of building that community um, and providing people with the training, how important is that? You say that's one of the most important things that people have someone they can talk to. How can that happen in, in a practical sense? Hmm. So I think in a, an ideal world, every workplace would have menopause champions, uh, people that have that um, quality where they can listen actively and have empathy um, and not judge. Uh, what we do at Menno Health is the support for the workplace with short online sessions that give information and then have discussion so people have that time and space to be able to talk about how it's personally affecting them. And also we do some exercise because what we believe is everyone should be empowered to take control of their menopause. So we don't advise, we don't prescribe, we don't say you must have HRT or oh, you shouldn't. Every person's journey through this is going to be unique and what suits someone isn't going to suit someone else but at least if we feel that they're getting signposting where it's required and also then having what we do is weekly chats where it's very topic led so we could be talking about weight gain one week which is really annoying and happens to nearly every menopausal woman um, but it could also be about anxiety loss of confidence brain fog which when we did our own survey was the top thing anxiety and brain fog are wow. two of the top symptoms and everyone always thinks oh it's about hot flushes yes it is but actually those psychological symptoms can be really debilitating mm. too that's fascinating research, first of all. So thank you for sharing that. And as a male as well, um, how important is it to get men involved in this conversation as well as, as, as women? It's vital. And we welcome men to come to the sessions. Um, it very much depends on the organisation. Uh, uh, and some we've seen men joining others they feel they shouldn't. It should be a space where women want to talk. And we just work individually with those companies. Do they want a male-only session so that men can ask questions without feeling a little bit embarrassed or what if I say the wrong thing and upset someone? So I think that's good. But once you've actually got the ball rolling, um, it is going to affect everyone, whether this is in the workplace or whether it's at home, you all, everyone's going to know a woman at some point in her life who's going through menopause. It could be a work colleague. It could be your wife, partner, sister, whoever it is. It's better that you know what it's about and mm. then you can support them. And again, it comes back down to having open, honest 
discussions. Don't be embarrassed and let's talk openly about it. Absolutely. And I can still see that there may be a little bit of stigma and that's something that you're really looking to erode across the workplace population, which I think is wonderful. So going beyond the workplace and and to the individual level now, um, for people that are uh, preparing um, that next life stage or for people that are experiencing menopausal symptoms at the moment, what kind of advice, and you mentioned there's not a one-size-fits-all approach, it's very individual, is there any advice that you can give to these people on what's been effective, um, generally speaking? Yes. The first thing is uh, equip yourself, you know, educate yourself. Don't put your head in the sand and just hope for the best. Because we found that people who have the best menopause, whatever's actually happening with their symptoms, are the ones who know what's likely to happen. So you're not scared, but you are aware and then you're prepared. So um, things such as the uh, anxiety or low mood and things like this, um, a lot of the time people can just improve that by talking about things, not hiding it and keeping it to themselves. Um, Cognitive behavioural therapy has been proven to be incredibly effective for menopause symptoms. Um, Sleeplessness is a huge problem. And you can imagine if you've been up and down all night with night sweats or simply because you can't sleep because of the hormonal disruptions, you're not best placed to um, be at your best the next day. So again, it's looking at how you can support yourself. The biggest thing we have found is to reduce or control stress levels because it's a very stressful time anyway. And it's like being on a roller coaster with your hormones. And that's why you can be very tearful one moment, very um, angry the next, out of control. And the brain fog is actually quite frightening. Some people think they may have dementia. And, and, you know, don't be scared. Talk about it. Find out what might happen and then look at ways to help yourself. So we do feel that it's good to change your lifestyle. Um, It's great for health anyway, but it's really important at this stage. And the reason we include exercise is because a third of women stop being physically active during menopause, just at a time when they need to do more activity. So your bone density starts to decline uh, after 50 and and when you're not having estrogen in your body anymore. And that's really important because you can't see it, feel it, you don't know it's happening. So education's key. And then putting in some kind of activities and exercises that will help strengthen and keep the bones strong so you don't get osteoporosis and fractures in later life. But heart health also changes. Um, So estrogen affects everything in our body. So it's really important that we look at ways to reduce stress and get balance so that we can support our nutrition, our lifestyle, and just be able to then feel that you can take some control instead of feeling like you're an unwilling passenger. Hormone replacement therapy, of course, is the only thing that has been proven medically to work with things such as hot flushes, night sweats, it will help with bone density, etc. So, of course, that's a fantastic thing if you can take it and want to take it. Sadly, we now have HRT shortages. So uh, we've created a demand and sadly there isn't enough supply. Hopefully Mm. this will change. 
and the government are working with the menopause mandate to ensure that everyone who needs HRT will get it and hopefully free of charge in the future. But if you want to go down the other route or you can't take HRT, say you've had breast cancer um, or you want to have a, a natural menopause, then it's really looking at those nutrients, everything you can do with your diet and exercise to be able to support your system to go through this change better. Judy, that's incredible. And I, I feel very privileged to uh, to take this seat and learn from the best in the space. And I've learned a hell of a lot just in the last 12 minutes. So from a personal um, perspective, but also on behalf of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. Thank you for having me. For more exclusive insights and content around workplace wellbeing, please subscribe to this podcast. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.